You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, Pert and Perky Podcast patrons. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 12, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and along with me, are our brilliant and bright buzzer-bumping bros and babes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Colin. Dana. And I'm Chris. So before we start today's episode, we want to throw it out there to all of our uh, listeners and such. We kind of are, I wouldn't say it's a battle, but we're kind of uh, on, on, on both sides of the fence here. Recently, in our, our own pub trivia, uh, the quiz master asked, what do you call... A group of bees. Oh yeah, this was controversial. Oh, and what? it was, and it was like the the very first question of the night. Too. Yeah, very so, first question. You know, what do you call supposedly a group easiest. of bees? Mm-hmm. And I instinctively put swarm. Right. And a then, swarm. And of then bees. I think Dana and I were both like, "Oh, that's such an unofficial term. That's not, you know." And I, I think I was pushing for either hive or colony. Mm-hmm. I was because I know there's you no know, they talk about yeah. bee colonies. And swarm is also kind of like a, a more like a verb, like they swarm, right? Not right. necessarily a swarm up. Yeah. And then like a, 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 the week after, then we get so another. So what did point. you put? I, I was not there for. This, I think this I think we one. I think we talked Karen out, out of swarm, swarm. Yeah. and that was so the was answer. You, he you wanted put, swarm. Colony we put colony. Yeah. Because the next week we had. What do you call a group of ants? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was army of ants. And of course, I was like, I felt gun shy. I was yeah. like, well, I, I really think it's colony. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know I'm pushing for colony again. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I had no confidence in it. So we put army. And, and we in got this it case, wrong. In this case, they were looking for colony. They were looking for yeah. colony. But the thing is, all of these are right. Yeah. yeah. So a colony of bees, a swarm of bees, a colony of ants, yeah. an army of ants. So we're yeah. just airing our grievances right now. <laughs> I don't know. What is the controversy here? <laughs> it's just. Just like which ones? I which? think it's that there are certain categories of question where it's it's not as definitive as it could be. Got you know it. what I mean? It's like some some trivia question is like it's this unquestionably boom. But maybe mm-hmm. maybe there is some sort of delineation of when do you call a, a group of ants army and when you call them a colony. Right. Maybe it's like in a bigger system of ants you call it a colony, but if it's just a, a bunch of group of ants which is a subset of colony, you know, it gets complicated. So, and, you know. and we did look, you know, I mean, we did, we of course do some internet searching on the spot, colony, comma, army, you know, so it, it just seems yeah. fuzzy. I, so I don't, yeah. If anybody out there is an <laughs> animal or is a zoologist. Oh, we're trying, to, we're yeah. trying to figure out if there's a definitive answer to this. Yeah. Yeah. I see, I see what you're saying. Because like, okay. it's almost <laughs> like, cool. you know, a, a flock of birds versus a nest of birds. You know, it, it, it's so complicated. Really, we're just angry that we got our, both of them wrong. That's really yeah. what this is about, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Anyways, uh, today's episode is a little bit different because it's our all-quiz episode. Yeah. Oh, number two. Yeah. Number two. All quiz mark two. So put your thinking caps on. Uh, we've all compiled our own quizzes this week, so all hands on deck. Yeah. So before we get started with the all quiz episode, you may remember that last week we had our carryover challenge in which we gave you guys a challenge to try to figure out over the past seven days. I got them. You got them? I got them. How I, long did it take? I didn't you? even try. Well, let me, okay, well, let me, <laughs> let me reiterate what the challenge was before we start talking about that. So I gave you three strange sounding phrases, and those phrases were coach clone 10 dior bags never fun and finally ray unties lna vest 
And those phrases all had the name of a popular fashion house uh, in them, but also they were anagrams of the names of three fashion designers. And we asked you guys to give us the three names. So Karen, I you, solved it. I solved it. Karen oh, solved I just it. thought of the first one. What's yeah. oh well, the first one is Colin. Why don't you tell us? I, I'm assuming it's Coco Chanel. It yeah. is. The first one is the the gateway drug, if you will. And in fact, <laughs> Coach Clone is an anagram of Coco Chanel. Yeah, I got the easy one. Um, <laughs> so let's also move down to Ray Untie's LNA vest, which was probably the second easiest in terms of difficulty. It is Yves Saint Laurent. It is indeed. And finally, I mean, I'm most proud of this particular anagram. I did, in (laughs) fact, make these anagrams myself. And uh, it was actually, I was taking fashion designers and I was anagramming their names and realized that Coach came up for Coco Chanel. And I was like, oh, Coach, that's a fashion brand. Uh, And so I figured, can I cram a few in? And the final one, 10 Dior bags, never fun, is, of course, Karen, an anagram of... Diane von Furstenberg. Absolutely. Wow, good one. These are hard because, I mean, for for usual anagrams, you can just plug them in online and they'll spit out normal words. But since they're names... You have to do it. You've got to do it with pencil and paper. You're not going to be able to automatically (laughs) solve these anagrams. And that was why I actually said in the challenge, like I said, look, these are anagrams of the names of fashion designers because it's hard enough even knowing that. So Mm -hmm. uh, thank you all for participating again. Good job, me. <laughs> Go, Karen. Yay! It, I was yeah. At one point, I was really frustrated. I was like, "Just tell me what it is," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I solved it. I got it." Eureka! It is our all quiz episode, and of course, we're just gonna start out with our usual pop quiz hot shot, general trivia from our random trivial pursuit cards. All right. And then this one might not seem so random, but it is random. I guarantee you. <laughs> Get your barnyard buzzers ready. Blue wedge. What country? And actually, wait till I finish uh, the question. All right. Because okay. everybody's okay. going to buzz in early. Okay, okay. What country is the original home of Kobe beef made from Wagyu <laughs> cattle? Japan. Yes. Baloney. <laughs> from our uh, episode three. Nice reference. Pink wedge, pop culture. What quirky holiday features the feats of strength and airing <laughs> of grievances? <laughs> That, of course, would be the holiday of Festivus, Festivus. celebrated by uh, the parents of George Costanza on Seinfeld. Correct. (laughs) Very good. Yellow Wedge. In 2007, San Francisco became the first U.S. city to officially ban what item? Oh. Is it plastic bags? Yeah. Correct. Mm, Plastic plastic shopping bags. bags. And this was one of our uh, Facebook questions, so congrats to the people who got it. And... Let's see. Purple Wedge. In To Kill a Mockingbird, what are the nicknames of Atticus Finch's children? Mm. Oh, oh, I know one, I know of, one them. of them. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we all know Scout. Scout. So it's really Scout <laughs> and... Oh, I feel so terrible with you guys going like, well, I mean, obviously, one of them is Scout. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Is I don't know. Is it like pickle or something like that? I don't know. I wish it were pickle. That would be more memorable. Pickle and Scout. It is Gem and Scout. Gem and Scout. And their real names. uh, Gem is Jeremy, Mm -hmm. and Scout is uh, Jean Louise. Mm. Okay. Green Wedge for Science, what household device invented in 1869 was originally called the Whirlwind? Mm. Chris. The, the fan? Incorrect. Oh. Uh, the washing machine? Incorrect. Mm. Whirlpool, I guess. Right. Yeah. 
Chris again. The, the vacuum cleaner. Correct. The oh. vacuum cleaner. Known as the whirlwind. Uh-huh. Our last general trivia question. What feature was first introduced to professional hockey rinks in 1963? Was it the glass? Incorrect. Hmm. What feature was first introduced to professional hockey rinks oh, in 1963? Okay. Is it the Zamboni? <laughs> Incorrect. Dang it. I'm so it's part of the rink. Huh? Oh, part of the rink. The penalty box? Correct. Ah. Separate penalty boxes for each team. Oh, oh that's cool. Oh, okay. Before then, uh, opposing players uh, were in the same box, and obviously <laughs> uh, that didn't work. Well, yeah, I can't sure. imagine that would be a problem there. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> angry, angry athletes with sticks thrown together in a box. Sure. <laughs> what and could blades. go wrong? I've already blades been punished. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, I stepped on your foot. Yeah. Now we're not even playing half. the game right now, so <laughs> I can't say anything. Low stakes. <laughs> yeah. Just rumble. All right. Who's, who's up first for all quiz? You guys are putting your buzzers down. It's, it's, oh, that's it's right. It's an all-quiz yeah, show. you got to hold on to that thing. A quiz could come up, like, whenever. My, hand, my hand was getting sweaty from I'll the go. stress. So I'll go, I'll go first. Right. I have a quiz okay. for everybody. Right. So one of the one of the more popular, uh, I, I'd like to think, quizzes <laughs> that I, in this room anyway, quizzes that I did on a previous episode was uh, Famous First Line. Oh, oh yeah. That was yeah. A good one. That's a good one. And people really enjoyed that. Yeah. So, of course, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what we are going to do is Famous Final line. Oh, that's so much harder. And just to throw you guys a curveball, one of these lines, only one, is from a book. The rest are all All from movies. Oh, this is going to be tough. Well, I'll start. I'll start off. I'll start off. We'll start off easily. Okay. All right. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Dana. Casablanca. Absolutely. Attaboy, Clarence. The, the line preceding Attaboy, Clarence, was something about oh. an angel getting his wings. I yes. It's a wonderful life. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Right, 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 right. Uh, hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. That sounded like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember what... I know who it is. Yeah? Oh, wait, I didn't... It's Rodney Dangerfield, right? That is not the no? question. Uh, okay. <laughs> it is, in fact, it is... Rodney Dangerfield. It is from... Is it Caddyshack? It is Caddyshack. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, that was I'm... a good impression. That, that was really, actually... Yeah. yeah, you really got the spirit. I love this town. Oh, oh. I love this town! Oh, gosh. That was a less good impression. da 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 yes, yes. Karen? Ghostbusters. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. I um, I was cured, all right. I was oh. cured all right. Call it. That's uh, a clockwork orange. Sure was. Yes. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Oh. Oh, God. So I know you're. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> uh, it was uttered by Michael McKean. Oh. Oh. Um. um uh. Uh. Um, it, no. is, it is not based on <laughs> the board game no. Trivial Pursuit. Uh, Karen? Clue. Clue. Uh, that was. Wait, wait, wait. What was the final line? I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. That was a wow. Final. Uh, they, Wait, hold they, on. But didn't didn't Clue have three separate endings? This was the last line of the last endings when you watched it all the way through. Yes, indeed. When they uh, when right. it was originally yeah. shown yeah. in theaters, they they showed three random endings at the end of Clue, yeah. wrapping the murder mystery up. Which in is pretty ways. brilliant. But actually. ever since then, they've shown it with all three endings, and they say it could have happened this way, but it could have happened this way, but this is the way it really happened. Got and it. That's the final line. Ah. Okay. I'm so glad to be at home again. 
Yes. Is that The Wizard of Oz? Um, it is not uh, the movie The Wizard of Oz. However, uh-huh. it is the final line of the book The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. All right. Nothing, nothing like There's No Place Like Home, but right, right. I'm so glad to be at home oh, again. Oh, okay. so that was purely yes. a movie mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's No Place Like Home. Mm. It's too bad she won't live, but then again, who does? It's too bad she won't live, but then again, who does? Is Colin? Mannequin? No. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Dana? Is it Blade Runner? It is, in fact, the final (laughs) line to the unofficial official movie of Good Job Brain. I finally watched that movie. That's right. Um, And I watched it the whole way. This is true. (laughs) I don't have to see it, Dottie. I lived it. So familiar. Yeah. It was not familiar. I don't have to see it, Dottie. I lived it. Another oh. Karen. A league of their own. No. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I mean, not close, but like, that well, her could name be, was Dottie. but her not name. true. Yeah. Uh, another line from this film is, I'm a uh, loner, Dottie, a rebel. Oh. Dana. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee's ah. Big Adventure. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, another softball for you guys. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, Colin. That's uh, Back to the Future. That is Back to the Future. <clears throat> As you wish. I think that was Colin again. The Princess Bride. Yeah. Yes, sir. I get to live the rest of my life like a schnook. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, that's uh, Goodfellas. That is Goodfellas. That's Goodfellas, right? Because he's in witness protection. Exactly. And, right. Spoiler uh, alert. Oh no! And <laughs> finally, finally. Okay, this is the tough one. Throw that junk. <laughs> throw that, that junk. junk. Throw that junk. Throw it's that the final junk. line. Is it throw that junk throw or that throw that junk. junk? No, no, no. Throw that junk. It's definitely, it's not that. Hmm. It's two men throwing something away it... that they consider to be junk. Oh. Hmm. Karen. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Incorrect. Oh! Karen. Jumanji. Incorrect. Oh. They are throwing away a sled. Which oh. Dana. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Oh, that's oh. a good one. Good wow. job, everyone's brains. Good, good job. It's so funny that we all, we, we do better at first lines than last line. Maybe yeah. I just don't pay attention <laughs> towards the end. Like, <laughs> cool. Our next quiz will be exact middle lines. <laughs> lines that are right in the middle of them. <laughs> I mean, I think you I think you spend a lot more time on the first line of a book, you know, to hook the reader in and then but with oh, the true. movie, it's it's the last line right yeah. before the end that they that they carefully craft to well, leave. Well, especially you with yeah, that yeah, feeling. so much emotion and things like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I I think I have a pretty good segue into uh, I have a little quiz all about movies. Oh, interesting. Oh. Um, Maybe finally I'll get one right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we're going to take a little trip at the movies, or to the movies. Uh, so it'll be a, a mix of uh, some Oscar questions and just movies in general. I'm glad you're not participating because you're the best at movies. Especially at Oscar movies. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, it's like when I go to write a quiz, it's, that's, that's what comes to mind easily. Okay. All right, so we'll get some good ones in here, hopefully. What is the only major Hollywood studio that has never produced a movie that won Best Picture Oscar. Whoa. Major Hollywood studio. They have never had a movie win Best Picture. Karen. Paramount. Nope. Chris. Columbia. Nope. Tristar. No. Uh, it is Disney. 
Disney. Oh. Never won Best Picture. Never won, won Best Picture. Picture. That's true. Oh, that makes wow. sense. Wow. Okay. Crazy. Okay. So I believe Beauty and the Beast was was close. It was nominated for Best Picture. It was. Cool. It was nominated for Best Picture. Wow. Dis- Disney's with Pixar, so it might happen. What was the first movie filmed in color to win Best Picture of the Year? So every other previous winner had been a black and white movie. Chris. Gone with the Wind. Correct. All right. Nice. Gone with the Wind. That's right. And pretty much after that, that sort of became, that was the standard for movies that had won. It wasn't until uh, The Apartment, uh, 1960, was the next black and white movie hmm. uh, to win after that. What two-word phrase refers to the slowed down, distorted time and space effect used in movies like The Matrix or Blade? <laughs> Karen, emphatically. Slow-mo? No. What? Chris. Bullet time. Correct. Bullet bullet time. Bullet time is the name. In fact, uh, I learned this. uh, Bullet time is a registered trademark of Warner Brothers. Oh, wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, And, of course, by far the most... Well-known use of it was Matrix, and really when it kind of came into its own as a phrase. It's used a lot in video games. What movie is the only winner for Best Picture that was based on another movie? As opposed to being based on a book or a poem. So this movie, this is a recent, fairly recent movie. Only winner for Best Picture based on another movie. Karen again. Chicago. Incorrect. Pass. Oh, no. Oh. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) So I'm just going to, I don't think they won. True Grit is is based on another movie. Well, they're both based on a book. Right. Okay. Right. So when you say based on, you mean it's not exactly the same movie, it's just... Right, right. You can okay. say maybe it's a reinterpretation, or I mean, it's very mm. similar. Huh. This was 2006. Does that help you guys? No. All right. it, oh, was it... No. It was uh, The Departed. So, uh, oh, yes. The Infernal... Oh, oops. Whoa. Yeah. It was based on Infernal Affairs. Absolutely right. Which is That's a, right. Which is Hong a, Hong Kong. a Hong Kong movie from 2002. And huh. basically the same plot of, yep. you know, gangster infiltrating the cops and cops infiltrating the gangs, right? Okay. Two actors have won an Academy Award for portraying the same character. Who are they and who is the character? Oh. In two different movies, two different years. Wow. These two <laughs> these two movies each won best picture. They were separated by 2 years. Wow. Is it is the character like a historical figure? No, the character is fictional. Really? 1972 and 1974. That would be Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro. Correct. Yeah. Oh, Don Corleone. Don Corleone. That's right. Oh. That's right. Marlon Brando of course winning best actor in 1972 and De Niro winning best supporting actor I in 1974. I wasn't thinking of franchise. I was actually thinking of Fresh off the, the right, interpreting. Right, right. Yeah, like, oh, he started okay. giving the clues. It started yeah. falling yep, yep. in place. All right. Well, this one, uh, I, I'm confident one of you is going to get this one. Mm. What was the first animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture? I think Chris actually buzzed first. I believe it was Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Incorrect. Oh. For best picture. First animated movie to be nominated. Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Yes. Oh, was that? Karen just said it. Yes. That was the first one. That was the first one to be nominated for best picture. That's right. That's right. Uh, And then it went to uh, Silence of the Lambs that year. So hard to think of two movies that could cover different ends of the spectrum better. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, They both both explore, like, the beast inside of your man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They both involve people in jars and cupboards. (laughs) You know, false skin wearing, like... (laughs) 
took this right. to a really Tra- dark no. place, Tra- Dana. Transformation. Yeah, transformation. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, exactly. yes. Yes, yes. Talking yes. candelabras. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> they had a lot in common, Colin. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap it up with this one. According to the National Association of Theater Owners... So that you guys are all going to submit a guess here. Let me let me preface it by that. You're all going to. This is sort of a closest to question. Okay. So again, you know, we get a lot of these questions in in, uh, in trivia of for tiebreakers or things like that, where you're not supposed to know it exactly. It's who who can get closest. According to the National Association of Theater Owners, concession sales account for what percentage of a movie theater's profits? And and I would only I, I would include ticket sales would be everything right everything. so yeah so this what percentage con- of the profit? tickets oh. concession sales you know food and drink everything that a movie theater absorbs in what percentage of their profits come from concessions seventy five percent I'm gonna say sixty nine all right Dana mm, seventy five seventy five okay all right it's actually forty percent yeah I win with Karen 69. wins going yeah. to yeah Price is Right strategy forty um, percent no, we all we all lose in prices. Oh, that's right, right. Yeah. because it's yeah, it's yeah. without going Too over. High. Yeah, wah, you're right. Wah, wah. We all lose. Yeah, so it, it, I guess it's only twenty percent of their revenues, but it's forty percent of their total profits, profits because they don't need to pay anything out to the studios. Yeah. Oh, so like got food it. and stuff like that is just pure. They get a profit. nickel's worth yeah. of nacho cheese. Right. And they sell it right. for seven fifty. Popcorn <laughs> so. is so cheap too. Right. Yeah. 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 So forty yeah. percent. That's why awesome. bag nice. of M and M's is like six dollars. They say though. I mean, it's they say that you know the expense of food actually keeps the cost of the tickets down that if they couldn't make as much money on the food they would just raise the cost of the ticket so you're, you're going to be paying the same amount one way or the other <laughs> who's up next dana sure. alright so my quiz is about books and literature this, and I think all of these questions maybe would come up in trivia we might, we might have heard one or two of them in trivia All right. Okay. who invented the movable type printing press in 1440 Colin I think that was uh, Johann Gutenberg. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is a little tricky. You have to remember four book names. Okay. okay. All right. So put the following books in order by number of copies they sold. Oh. oh. All right. Yeesh. All right. You're harsh. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're well-known books, though. So um, first is And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie, Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger, Anne of Green Gables by Lucy Maud Montgomery, and The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. <laughs> Oof. The book that sold the most copies was The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. The, and then, so I would say Da Vinci Code. I would, I'm going to say, and then there were none. I would agree. Um, and then after that, uh, what are the other two? I say Anne of Green Catcher Gables. In the Rye and and I would Rye. say Catcher in the Rye and then Anne of Green Gables. You're so close. I would, I, I would flip, <laughs> flip the last, the last two. two. I would yeah. flip the last. I would say, yeah, in order of most to least, I would say Da Vinci Code, Agatha Christie. Which was extremely popular. Right. 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 Yeah. And, and has had a long time to get ground, too. And has, and has been a constant seller, And then I would say you know. Anna Green Gables, and I would put Catcher in the Rye last with fewest. The first was Agatha Christie. Oh, okay. Da Vinci Code. Oh, man. Well, yeah. good. I'm actually happy yeah. to hear that. <laughs> well, give him some time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here I right. have to say, though, and then there were none. Fantastic book. Oh, it's, oh, it's great. Yeah. If you love mystery and puzzle solving, oh, so good. Recommendation from Good Jumper. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then comes um, Catcher in the Rye and then Anne of Green Gables. Hmm. Okay, so the Bronte sisters are known for their works such as Jane Eyre, Wuthering Heights, and the Tenet of Windfall Hall. Name all three published Bronte sisters. Oh. Oh, I'm already blank. There's Charlotte. Uh-huh. There's Emily. Yep. And I'm blanking. Anne? Yes. Uh. Yeah! Right behind Harry Potter on the list of best-selling books series is this popular series of children's horror 
slash supernatural literature, <laughs> what is the name of this series? Can we all say it at the same time? Sure. <gasps> Goosebumps. Who wrote it? R.L. Stein. Yeah. Um, in 1994, Bill Gates bought a notebook filled with the writings of this author inventor for $30.8 million, Ooh. making it the most expensive book ever purchased. He later um, had the book scanned and turned into a screensaver that he distributed with Microsoft Plus for Windows 95. So who was the author of this notebook? Chris. Benjamin Franklin. Nope. Sugar. Leonardo da Vinci. Yes. Yeah. $30.8 million. Wow. Was he an author? Did you call him an author? No, he, he wrote a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> then I am an author. Exactly. <laughs> We're all authors. Which well-known French author is credited with writing the longest novel ever? And as a hint, Steve Carell's character in Little Miss Sunshine was a scholar of this author's work. Chris. Marcel Proust. Yes. Yeah. Oh. In Search of Lost Time. Yeah, okay. Which yeah. come, it has 1.2 million words. Right, right. Last question. Judy Bloom is famous for writing children's and young adult novels that tackle tricky subjects or sensitive subjects. Um, the novel she wrote in 1975 about teen sex was the second most challenged oh, teen book. Sex. Teen sex. Was oh. the sec was the second most challenged book in school libraries in 2005, 30 years later. What was the name of that book? Teen sex? Yeah. Are you there, God? It's me, Chris Kohler. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is it Are is... You There, God? It's me, Margaret? Nope. <gasps> that's, that's not teen that sex. Was, though, yeah, that's, why, it, that's oh, what I, I thought know. it was going to be. Mm. Those are junior well, high I've school girls. I've never read it. Yeah. Um, they should. It's, it's good. Is it yeah. super fudge? What is it? <laughs> this is her most controversial book. She gets oh, a lot of heat yeah, for this yeah. one. Oh, I'm blanking in, on In it. the book, one of the characters named Michael names his penis Ralph, and she thinks that, that decreased the popularity of that name. <laughs> People stop naming their kid Ralph. What book is it? My guess was, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, but there was never sex. It was yeah. just about periods right. and, and I, I know I'm going to hate myself when you say it. Forever. Never mm. heard of it. All right, well. Anyway reading assignment we should all read forever <laughs> come back name our genitalia <laughs> and, and report, report back <laughs> good job Brady. Hey, quiz all right time for my quiz all and right. guess what music round is back yeah oh. by popular demand by popular demand i have a music round here and there is a theme but you don't have to guess the theme because it will be fairly obvious uh, by the second clip and okay. how this is going to work is i'm going to play uh five short clips of music and you have to identify the artist who performed all right. the songs all right here we go. Oh, God. It, uh... The name of the song is, of course, Papa Umau Mau. <laughs> um, it is. Unless, Sur- is it Surf and Bird? Surf and Bird. Oh well, yeah. they combined. That's that's Surf and Bird combined two songs, right? There was a song called Papa Umau Mau. Yeah, I think part. you're right. I think you're right. It was there was a reference to yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. either way, we're just stalling because none of us is uh, none of us can think of. Well, who's the artist of Surf and Bird? I just is... think of Peter Griffin. I cannot remember. It is the Trash Men. Mm. The Trash Men. Oh. Oh, that's perfect. Trash. Such a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Good trivia song. Mm. The Trash 
Englishman. But I would accept Peter Griffin as well. (laughs) Family guy. All right. All right, number two. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> is, is that Kid Rock? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. My name is Kid. That is a Ba with the Ba. Ah, of course. Oh. Do our song clip number three. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. It's Roy Orbison. Yes. <laughs> Song name? The distinctive. Uh, Ubie Doobie. Ubie Doobie. Yes. I think I know the theme. <laughs> <laughs> Things you say when you're having a seizure. <laughs> bah with the bomb. <laughs> Fourth clip. Ashley Simpson. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. We feel so embarrassed. I like that. Me too. I really oh like it. Oh my god. I saw, I saw Dana intentionally delaying buzzing in so she could pretend like she was, oh, let me think about it. No. There's no shame. <laughs> fun, fun fact, this is my uh, running power song. Ooh, Say what you will, music snobs, but this song gets me going. It makes you, you want a la la. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just imagine that you're running from Ashley Simpson. No. No. <laughs> Okay, and we have our fifth song. Uh, I believe that is Manfred Mann's Earth Band. Yes! Oh, man, I was thinking Manfred Mann, but I didn't know the name of the... If that was the person or the band. Wow. Nice. I, I just, at some trivia contest years ago, that was one of those things where we missed it, and I'm like, all right, I am never yeah. missing this one again. And yeah. I just, yeah. just encoded it into my brain. Because you know the song, but... Yes. Every, yeah, Man everybody band. knows the song, but like, yeah. Can, yeah. yeah can it's like you... Mongo Jerry, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So, of course, the theme is... Nonsense words yep. or filler, filler words. Yeah, <laughs> got it, got it. ba with the ba. Be doobie doo diddy. <laughs> la la. <laughs> so that is my music round. That was a good oh, one. Yeah, that was a good one. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs, so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. 
Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Well, I can, mine's not going to be as entertaining, certainly, but uh, I have another quiz prepared. Yay! Um, oh, don't short sell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm underselling, so you'll only be pleasantly surprised. All right. Uh, we're going to go back into the animal kingdom here, and uh, I promise nothing, nothing gross. Uh, we had some interesting animals a couple weeks ago on the show. Uh, so we're going to talk about superlative animals. Oh! Uh, these are fun. These, and these are really good for trivia, contests, and pub quiz, you know. What's the fastest land animal? Uh, I believe that's Chris. Yeah. I believe it might be the cheetah. It is, in yeah. fact, the cheetah. Uh, yes, that's right. Over, not a trick question. Over 70 miles an hour, they can be clocked at. That's right. And like to eat Cheetos. Yes. <laughs> yes, right. Ch- yes. Chester Cheetos? Chester right? Cheetos. Yeah, they're amazing. They can cover they can cover 100 meters in just a little bit over six seconds. So just for comparison, Usain Bolt's world record is 9.58 seconds. So they're a full three-plus seconds faster than Usain Bolt. If we had a cheetah and we made him chase after Usain Bolt. Yeah, he would catch him. Usain Bolt would be food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to, you know... Stringy, stringy food. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the fastest animal in water? What is the fastest fish, basically, is what I'm asking. Oh. Karen. I know it's a shark, and I think it is called a maki shark. Ooh, wow. Very, very close. So you, you're thinking, I think, of the mako shark. Yes. Which is the fastest shark. But uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was the fastest uh, seafaring creature as well. That is incorrect, though. There is a faster uh, faster animal. Is it water. a shark? It's not a shark. It's not a shark. It's, it's not actually, a shark. It is the... Uh, shark. 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 <laughs> say shark again. It's it's the sailfish, oh. uh, the sailfish which you you know often see mounted on trophy boards or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, they can reach speeds over sixty five miles an hour. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean obviously they're known for their speed and their and their jumping ability. Are they so so? Do they reach that speed in the yes, water? Yes, okay, okay, yes. Okay. They can pace boats. They can Jeez. ride alongside. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They're incredibly fast. So uh, they can also change their color like chameleons. And finally, someone to... needs to make a horror movie. <laughs> Sailfish. Sailfish. <laughs> They're like piranhas. When they run out of all the piranha movies, yeah, yeah exactly. Sailfish. <laughs> they change colors. I mean, that's pretty freaky. Flying like teeth yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to use that Hollywood. I'll give yeah. you that one <laughs> for free. Three <laughs> D. So we'll uh, we've got land and sea. Uh, what's the fastest animal in the air? So. Dana, I is believe, was first. Peregrine falcon. It is, yes, indeed. Oh, it is okay. the peregrine falcon, yep. uh, okay. which, uh, by all account, the fastest animal anywhere. So the fastest mm-hmm. animal. Hold food. up. Yes, I would like to contest that. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
it has the help of gravity. Now, this is true. It, so it can reach speeds over 200 miles an hour, but it does it when it's doing its... Uh, dive. You know, it has, right, it has a very characteristic hunting dive attack that Oh, it so does. like, so really you or I could do the same thing. So, you just have to <laughs> jump out of an airplane. So if you're using gravity... Well, you need to be aerodynamic. I yeah. would wager, uh-huh. you know, yeah. I don't Which, take this the wrong way, yeah. Chris, but okay. I would wager that a Peregrine Falcon is more aerodynamic than you there are. There are a lot of yeah. things yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now I anticipated that someone was going to complain about that. Um, so. actually, I wanted to see, all right, if you take gravity out of the equation, the fastest bird is the white-throated needletail, also called a spine-tailed swift. And a swift is, is, they look sort of like swallows or hummingbirds. They're in that same general family. Oh, so they're tiny. They're they're, they're not huge, right? They're pretty, they're, they're smaller than, you know, other birds of prey. They're bigger than hummingbirds. They're not that small, but they're in the same order as hummingbirds. Uh, they're the fastest flying in sustained flapping flight. They can reach uh, over 100 miles an hour oh sustained, which is still pretty darn fast. Okay. That's very fast. New Hollywood movie idea. Let's combine all <laughs> of these animals and put them in a horror movie. So it's I, like, wherever you go, there's a fast animal. A cheetah or yeah. a little bird. Or like... We can totally sell it to sci-fi. I mean, if, yeah. they, if they make Sharktopus, they'll make our movie. Of this. Yes. 3D. <laughs> uh, and then just for fun, I was curious. Uh, did, I was curious. What, what do you guys suppose is the fastest animal subterranean digging through ground? Oh. And this is a very unscientific answer. <laughs> Hard as this might be to believe, this has not been documented well. Um, do you guys want to hazard a guess? So I'm thinking... Obviously, some sort of mole or fast digger. Yeah, you're, yeah, you know. you're, it's, it is, yeah, it's, it's badgers, basically. Oh. So, huh. badgers are uh, apparently amazingly talented diggers. They, they can dig faster than a person with a shovel. They, because they have such huge, huge, powerful forelegs Whoa. and these tough claws. There have been stories they can dig through asphalt. They can Ooh. dig through blacktop. A badger apparently can completely bury him or herself in under a minute. Can dig straight through to the ground and be covered oh. in under a minute. Badass. Badgers are amazing. Badgers like, are honey amazing. Badgers Hun- too. Yeah. Honey, <laughs> honey buzzards. Honey, <laughs> honey buzzards. <laughs> What? Yep. Wait, it can go through, it can tear through asphalt. They, they have been reported to dig through asphalt and blacktop and burrow down below. They are oh. tough little suckers, yeah. Cool. Another horror movie idea. That right. for sure, that yeah, one. Yeah, dude, swarm of yeah. badgers. Tear through your face. Yeah. <laughs> and they got this meaty little badger yeah. eyes. Is it a swarm of badgers? <laughs> it's not a colony oh. of badgers. I'm going to look that up right now. All right. A murder of badgers. Yes. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, I think, you know, the same way we know cheetah's the fastest animal, the largest animal on Earth you guys might know is the blue whale. Okay, so okay. The blue whale is the largest animal on Earth. <laughs> when you um, said Earth, I was thinking of on land. Oh, and right, I was like, right, well, yeah, Colin, that's I'm all an accident. Sure. Not this on is one of, those, <laughs> one of those pieces of trivia that always blows your mind as a kid because they ask you, like, now, what do you think the largest animal on Earth is? And, of course, children always say the elephant. Elephant, right. right? Yep. Like, no, it's the blue whale. And like, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <Yeah>. Liars! <laughs> and, however, that's not what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. What is... The longest animal on Earth. So it's not the blue whale. Damn. It's something, I think something with tentacles, right? Like, like yeah. Very close. Is it yeah. like a, jelly, yeah. is it it a is, jellyfish? Yep, yeah, yeah, it is oh, a jellyfish. Yeah. Is it a Whoa. Portuguese man of war? Gross. No, but I'm going to give Dana the answer on this one. It is the lion's mane jellyfish, uh, which is consistently ranked the longest animal. They can reach, they can have tentacles uh, 120 feet long. And these, are, you don't want to hang out with these, right? You do not, yeah. You don't want to go... 
fantasy right. swing right. with these. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, go opt for the dolphins. If you're offered yeah. a choice between swim with the lions, man, jellyfish, or swim with the dolphins, yeah. go, go for, for the, the dolphins, dolphins package. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> now, however, the longest single specimen of an animal ever recorded uh, appears to have been a bootlace worm. Which is not mm-hmm. a pleasant animal, and I'm not going to get too into the details, but there was one that washed ashore in 1860s that measured 180 feet long. Wow. Um, so it's just a single animal, and these, they're, they're super, super thin little worms. Oh, yeah, like it's, spaghetti? They're well. much like spaghetti. They're called bootlace worms because they look like bootlaces. And just oh. to make them sound even more pleasant, when you handle them, they produce uh, copious amounts of a thick, pungent mucus. Oh, well, that's... Uh, and and also it's toxic. <laughs> <laughs> that's just because they yes. like you. Uh, but that was a one single animal. So speaking of though, poison and uh, dangerous things like jellyfish. So I, I've got uh, two questions here. So I, mm-hmm. I, I learned, I educated myself. I, I didn't realize there was a distinction between venom and poison. So you talk huh. about venomous animals are animals that bite you or sting you or in, in have a venom of some sort. Poisonous animals meaning just they're producing poison of some kind. So I'm going to ask you two questions. What is the most venomous animal on Earth? Is it the man of war? It's it's another jellyfish. jellyfish. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the the box jellyfish. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. Heard about Specifically, this. the sea wasp variety of the box. So jellyfish. how how venomous is it? They're they're so venomous that you you have virtually no chance of surviving unless you treat it immediately. Huh. And the the effect is so overwhelming that I guess like when people are stung by these jellyfish, they'll more often die from drowning or heart failure oh. because just the pain is so unbearable. You go into shock oh. or you can't swim and yeah so apply vinegar which essentially uh, it, it stops the nematocysts which are the, the so little... so urine doesn't work i, I think that's an urban you know, legend. In a yeah pinch. it's <laughs> it's it's vinegar that works right right huh. what is the most poisonous animal so meaning you this doesn't animal doesn't bite you to affect you with its poison oh but what if you but if you eat it Let's say if you handle it, it, it or touch it, touch it, right, or if you were to eat it, right, exactly. I'm going to guess it's some type of frog. You are correct. Yeah. You are correct. That's right. It is the golden poison dart frog. Oh, my God. Which is <laughs> every that part of awesome. that. That is a video game, right? Yeah, it is, it is uh, widely accepted to be the most poisonous animal. So these are the frogs that secrete the toxin uh-huh. on their skin so that if they're eaten by other animals or even put in their mouth, they will die, and that's their evolutionary advantage. And and they're called the dart frogs because these are so they, they, these are in the rainforest in Colombia, and they're called the dart frogs because the indigenous peoples there oh, will use yeah. the toxin as they'll they'll harvest it and use it on the on their darts yeah, yeah. on their darts yeah. and arrows. And it is you do not want to mess around with it. If you accidentally prick yourself, it's too bad. Two micrograms of the toxin. <laughs> Uh, can kill a person. Oh. Um, so don't touch them. They're, they're so poisonous. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Sure. <laughs> Don, Colin. Uh, Chris is emptying them out of his pockets right now. <laughs> ah, Chris, get them out of here. Uh, but there are reports Getting that, like, the phone animals... With my supplier. <laughs> I need you to cancel those poisons. <laughs> Know what I was thinking. Are these recyclable? Because I I see here on eBay you have a return policy. (laughs) I would like to invoke it. Uh, All right, we'll wrap it up here with one question on the animals here. Um, Are zebras white with black stripes, or are they black with white stripes? What do you mean? What? 
being originally one color. What does that mean? Zebras zebras are a white animal that has black stripes on it. I'm going to pick the opposite. <laughs> so uh, we used to believe they were white with black stripes because, like, the largest areas of solid color, like their bellies are white, for example, oh, okay. and things yeah, like okay. that. Yeah, okay. But apparently, apparently embryological evidence shows that their background color is, in fact, black, and that even the large areas, like the white stripes and their large bellies, develop later. So the, the correct answer is... They're black with white stripes. You know what? Religiously, I don't believe we should be looking at zebra embryos. <laughs> True. I just That's just how I feel. Well, I think we should harvest them and put them in our spines or something. Whatever they do with it. The forefront of the anti-zebra stem cell movement. <laughs> so for our final quiz of the mega quiz bonanza episode, I also have something bonanza. to do with bonanza. animals. Um, okay. Specifically, uh, something that I know Carol will enjoy. This is a little quiz. That I like to call... Is it Disney animals? No, this is a little oh. quiz that I we here at Good Job Brain like to call Present Dogs. <laughs> I will give you the name of the dog, uh-huh. and you will give me the name of the oh. United States president who owns we this dog. At this. Not fair. We're, we're, I'm tweaking this a little bit. It, it the, They may have owned the dog prior right. to their time in the White House, okay. but in general, these are these are the first dogs. The first, dogs. first She's dogs. Not from The here. first dogs the first canines. in the United States. All you Americans, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so I know one. All right, well, I'm starting off with a softball, okay. man. All right, Bo, Karen, Obama, uh, Barack Obama. That's the yes. only one Wait, I I'm know. Sorry, which which Obama? <laughs> um, okay, all right. So here we go. Millie it became. Oh, Colin, is that Eisenhower? That was not Eisenhower. Mm. This dog actually kind of became a little more famous towards the end of this presidential administration. There was a book called Millie's Book. As as dictated by the dog, in which Millie talked about her her <laughs> life in the White House. Yeah, she had those puppies. Were relatively recent. This was relatively yeah. recent. Absolutely, yes. It was in the 1980s that this was happened. It, oh, Reagan? Reagan. Reagan. It was in fact no, no. Uh, <laughs> Millie was the dog of George H. W. Uh, Bush. Yes, yeah. Buddy. Colin? I think Buddy was the Clinton's dog. Buddy was, in right? fact, the Clinton's dog. Yes. Bill I just Clinton's remember Socks. One true friend. Socks yes, the cat. Socks the cat. Right. Much more famous for the Clinton administration, but Bill got a puppy named Buddy. Buddy the dog. Um, how about, and remember, you can you should be able to guess a few of these, like, from the time period. So mm, this you're sure. going into a couple of these right now. Who had a dog named Grits? <laughs> Karen. Jimmy Carter. Yes. Oh, nice. Southern president. On a similar note, who had a dog named Pushinka? Pushinka. 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 This is an American Pushinka. president. This is an American U.S. president had a dog named Pushinka. Karen. Reagan. No. Uh, this dog was, in fact, a gift from the Soviet premiere at the time. Oh, oops. Kennedy? It was, in fact, oh. John F. Kennedy. Uh, huh. It was given to Jackie Kennedy by Soviet premier Nikita Khrushchev. Mm. Push- Pushinka was the uh, puppy of one of the first Soviet space dogs. Oh. Oh. That's a good one. That is cool. I want a space dog. <laughs> Do you know what president had a dog named Barney? Yeah. Uh, yes. That was uh, George W. Bush. That was in fact George W. Bush. How do you dog. guys know? Because like they, they put out books dogs. and things like that, and I feel they like do. We yeah, were looking yeah, at exactly. This before, I know but, who had yeah. a uh, who had a dog named Checkers, famously. Oh, Dana. Nixon. Nixon had a yeah. dog named Checkers. He talked about his dog named Checkers in an election speech yeah. Yeah. and a Checkers speech 
uh, came to be a political term for a speech in which the politician appeals to the emotions of, right. of his, uh, which, which, his which for him was really key because that was you know obviously <laughs> one of Nixon's biggest issues is seeming warm and human <laughs> right 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 who had a dog named Fala F A L A Follow. Oh, I've heard this. Follow was the subject of two movies. Follow was the the loyal dog of this of this president. Oh, was it FDR? God it damn FDR. it! Yeah. Yep. Two movies about Follow. The Scotty, who had okay. This is this is going to be our last question. <laughs> who? What American president owned dogs named Sweet Lips, Sentwell, Vulcan, Drunkard? Taster, Tipler, and Tipsy. Oh, wow, goodness. Dogs. This president was a dog lover. Had a lot of dogs. Karen. Theodore Roosevelt. Not Theodore Roosevelt. Mm, who owned that's a many, guess. many animals. Yeah, I thought because he was a big animal guy. Uh, and a big hunter, but yeah. What's the what? animals at the White House? They were hunting dogs. Uh, Sweet Lips, Sentwell, and Vulcan were actually stag hounds. And Drunkard, Taster, Tipler, and Tipsy were coon hounds. Hunting dogs. <laughs> they hunting were, dogs. were alcoholic. <laughs> was it, <laughs> yes. was it uh, Lyndon Johnson? It, it was, in fact, I will tell you, George Washington. Uh, owned many, many dogs. Yeah. And those were the names. Wonderful, wonderful wow. dog names. In the process of the research for this, I found some other interesting animals that were owned uh, by presidents during the time of the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Quincy Adams owned an alligator. Sure. Uh, Rutherford B. <laughs> Hayes owned uh, a cat named Siam, who was the first ever Siamese cat ever brought into the U.S. Oh, that's Wait, who one. did? Rutherford B. Hayes. Wow. And finally, true story, uh, Benjamin Harrison owned two possums, and their names were Mr. Reciprocity and Mr. Protection. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. I, I want a comic about that. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine them in like little top hats and monocles yeah. and so yeah, spats. In the Oval Office. <laughs> yes. yeah. I Mr. say. <laughs> Thank you for playing Prezi Dogs. Prezi Dogs. All right, and that's our show. Uh, Thanks to you guys for joining me, and thanks to you guys, listeners, for listening in. Lots of good trivia tidbits uh, this show, so hopefully you guys can carry some of this stuff with you and, and totally you know beat other teams at your own trivia competitions or whatnot. And you can find us on Zoom Marketplace, on uh, iTunes, and also on our website, which is goodjobbrain.com. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Bye, everybody. Guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.